we can put people in contact with the correct people to really help engage and, and grow this industry. Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. This show is being brought to you by our sponsor, Cadenas Part Solutions. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76. Well, this is officially episode 20 of the Manufacturing Executive. And to date, with everyone I've interviewed, there's been a very clear and focused direction for the episode. Each has had its own theme from specific marketing or sales topics like content, video, thought leadership, all the way to technologies and data to manufacturing leadership strategies. But today, wow, we are going to pack a lot of things into one conversation. And that's not because my interviewee lacks focus, quite the opposite. In fact, it's because a variety of themes this show aims to cover are being handled so well by one individual. From embracing technology to creating video content to engaging young professionals in the workforce to building a personal brand on LinkedIn, this guy's doing it all. So let me take a moment to introduce Jake Hall. Jake Hall, to some, might be better known as the manufacturing millennial. His career since graduating from Grand Valley State University with an engineering degree has been focused on the automation and manufacturing industry. His roles in distribution sales and business development with solution providers have allowed him to gain a vast knowledge of different manufacturing processes and the type of solutions that bring companies into the Industry 4.0 revolution. This year, when the mandated industry shutdown in Michigan happened in early March, Jake sought new ways to engage his current customers and continue to share the benefits of automation to others while working from home. He turned to LinkedIn as the platform to grow his personal brand, The Manufacturing Millennial, by creating and sharing content around manufacturing and automation. And in seven short months, his content has reached over 1.5 million views and growing his connections of soon to be over 10,000 followers, which for anybody who's not that familiar with LinkedIn, these are some pretty major <laughs> accomplishments. So Jake, welcome to the Manufacturing Executive. Thank you, Joe. It's great to be here for my first podcast. Yeah, I'm amazed that this is the first time you're doing a podcast. I feel like people should be all over what you're doing and they probably will be shortly. So I'm glad I'm the one paving the way there with getting Jake Hall on, on a manufacturing exactly. show. It's, it's, <laughs> it's great being here. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited for this conversation. I don't know how we're going to manage to tackle all these topics in one episode. So we might have to have you back for a follow-up if you're up for it. But Oh, absolutely. Um, cool. But there's, there's so much good stuff here to unpack with you. And so we'll do our best. So you, Jake, let's start with the personal branding thing first. You've branded yourself as the manufacturing millennial. Tell me how that personal brand came to be and what it represents. Yeah. So the manufacturing millennial was something that came back from a conference I was attending in fall of 2019. And as I was sitting in that room with probably two to 300 business owners, executives, people high up in automation distribution. I, I looked in that room and said, wow, 
I am one of maybe three or four people under the age of 40 sitting in this room. And I said, there is a huge disparity between younger generations like millennials in the manufacturing world. And if you looked at the numbers, which we can talk about later, it's one of those things where manufacturing is an industry where a majority of the people in it are, you know, aging out 45, 50, 55 years old, where if they're not retiring in the next few, they'll be retiring in the next 10. So being a millennial, I thought, well, I'm super passionate about manufacturing. You know, I'm passionate about STEM and getting younger generations excited about science, technology, engineering, manufacturing. And I felt like the platform that I could take with the manufacturing millennial is create more of a upbeat, engaging way to share content that's exciting within the manufacturing industry to others to maybe get them focused and say, you know what, even though I'm being told to go into this, this industry, I feel manufacturing has a lot of opportunity for me in the future and a bunch of different fields and how manufacturing can be a great career path for a lot of people, rather that's just you know, an engineering degree or people in you know, the trade skill works. Anything in manufacturing and engineering can be for anybody. I love that you're a voice for this generation inside of manufacturing. You know, I did a, an episode recently with Gary Konarska, who's the president of the American Welding Society. And, and the episode was largely about, you know, sort of this skilled labor gap and, and so many young, sort of the, all the people exiting the trade, you know, the, the skilled trades and a lack of people coming in. And there's this gap emerging, but there's, there's so many opportunities for young professionals in, in manufacturing. And so I love have somebody like you who's a voice inside, who's right there with this generation being a voice for them. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's been a great experience so far. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, you're all over my LinkedIn feed. Those who, who follow me know I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and you're just always in my feed. So you, you've clearly figured out how to harness the power of video in particular inside of this platform. You know, some of your videos, I, I was kind of scrolling through some of your posts recently. Some of your videos have 15,000, 20,000 plus views. Maybe some have even more. I don't, I don't really know. But for context, most of my own videos get in the hundreds and that's still very impactful for my business. Yeah. And so... It, this is so powerful if you could figure out how to leverage this platform, a LinkedIn, and, and particularly with video. So I was curious if you could just talk for, for a moment here about, especially for lis listeners who aren't that familiar. I see more and more of the manufacturing sector entering and harnessing the power of LinkedIn, but talk about video in particular and inside that platform and, and what's the response been for you? Yeah, so I think video itself hasn't been anything new to LinkedIn for a long time. I mean, a lot of companies have been using video as a way of promoting their product. The one thing that I saw, and this really transpires from other what I would call influencers and other brands on social media. So let's say, you know, YouTube primarily is where I focus and, and view a lot on is You'll see influencers, like some of them, for example, one of my favorites is MKBHD. He's a big tech influencer talking about the latest consumer tech from phones, cell phones, computers, and he'll get, on a lot of his views, five to 10 million views per video. It's incredible. I mean, YouTube is just a, a whole other scale in terms of platform reach, but one thing that makes his videos really unique is the authenticity behind it. He's not out there trying to shove product A or solution A down people's throats. He is just simply a person out there who I would say is very knowledgeable in his industry of consumer 
products and just shares his thoughts on it, shares what the latest and greatest is or what this company's doing that is changing or impacting the industry. And I, in a sense, I kind of took that same recipe that he developed and brought it over to LinkedIn and said, why is the manufacturing industry, why is the engineering industry not doing this? And the same where I'm creating and sharing videos where I want to share a manufacturing process. It doesn't have to be necessary from company A, B, or C, but what it is, is it's a really unique manufacturing process that I think other people should be aware of. Just to say, hey, this is cool. And then eventually going back to our conversation of maybe a younger generation or a person who's a different industry who's thinking about manufacturing finds that just super enlightening. And that's what's going to change their career path and create authentic videos that just seem natural and flowing. Where do you get these videos from? Because you, I mean, you, for, for nobody or for anybody who hasn't seen Jake's videos, I mean, you've got videos of machines making stuff and it's, it's like, it could be anything. And I'm just curious, like, what's the source of, of this content? Yeah. So a lot of the sources, um, and come from a bunch of different platforms, but a lot of them come from as, you know, the connections and following of my own individual network have been growing. People have been reaching out to me and saying, Hey, this is a really cool manufacturing process. Mm. I think you should share this. So I would say in the past month or two, more than half the content has come from people I'm connected with or following that are in it just to say, hey, here's some interesting manufacturing processes. I think this would be something great that you would share. Oh man, that's so great. So it's, you know, you, you're almost becoming a little distribution channel for people who have interesting things to show. Yeah. And Exactly. And you know, the whole entire thing for me is, is the end goal is to share how cool manufacturing is. And if someone else wants to use, you know, I would say the, the platform or the voice that I've created so far as a way for them to share their product, and I find it meets the criteria, I'd be more than willing to share that because I think it hits that end goal of what's cool in manufacturing. That's really cool. And I, here's what I love. Like, you know, everybody, when they think about video and they think about creating content, you know, the first conversations I always have with people, their, their head just goes to, here's all this stuff we do and how awesome we are and why you should hire us. And it's all about themselves. But I think what you're promoting here is exactly what I believe in and what I see working, which is, you know, let's show interesting things that are going to be meaningful to an audience and, and broadcast that. So it's the, the self-promotion comes naturally, but what you're doing is you're essentially acting as a curator of really great manufacturing video content in this space. Exactly. You know, it's one of those things where I would never claim to be the expert on any of them, but we can put people in contact with the correct people to really help engage and, and grow this industry. You know, you've created a good balance of helpful content and humor in your videos and other, other content online. And I think that the, you know, this really works in your favor. Like people yeah. like to interact and work alongside interesting people that they actually like. And sometimes we forget that, like yeah. you're a real human being in your videos and you laugh, you joke about stuff and you, you know, you, you have, I mean, there, there's a real serious manufacturing topics, but you bring a lightheartedness to it. Talk about this idea of how video has helped humanize you you. And I think as, as a result of doing so, separate you from others who are out there and especially, you know, millennials in the manufacturing space. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it goes to that, just that earlier conversation we had before we started the podcast and just 
people being raw in a sense where, you know, being able to go out there and just pick up a phone and LinkedIn, you know, just added those story, the story feature mm -hmm. on the phones and just being able to go out there and just show, Hey, this is the person who might be behind all of these posts. And he is just like me and a lot of aspects of he's passionate about manufacturing. I'm passionate about manufacturing and it creates a, a personal connection where I feel like a lot of times, you know, we see too much on social media where there's this highlight of, I can't reach this level of people because they're just in another world. And I, I think of, of, you know, I don't even want to name half the people who, you know, have social reality TV shows and all that stuff. But I feel like this platform allows it where anyone can have a voice and anyone can share what they're passionate about in this professional industry and using video as a way to just communicate that I think is, is really beneficial. And I would say, you know, with all the posts that I've made since really starting on LinkedIn, 90% of them are videos because I feel like either if it's me talking to the camera or sharing a manufacturing process, you know, a picture is a thousand words, but a video is a million. And I think just having that connection with the camera to the other people is just something that I think comes naturally to us, especially in a world of more and more of us are working remotely and don't have that social interaction. You know, sometimes a face looking back at you just, you know, brings everyone down to just a more of a relaxing state of just willing to absorb content and learn something. Yeah, I, I think that's such a huge thing right now. I mean, we're recording this. Hopefully, people will be listening to this for you know on a, over the course of the next year or so. But we're recording this in October of 2020, and you know we're still right in the heart of this pandemic. And, and I think the the idea of seeing somebody's face, hearing their voice, it just it's such a, a differentiator in a way to communicate that, you know, like I'm a real person here and, and like you know, people, as I said earlier, people like working with people. It's so much more powerful than just text, right? 100%. It's just, it's, it's something I think we all need. And in this current state mm -hmm. with uh, just the world we're living in right now. For sure. We're going to take a 30 second breather here for a word from our sponsor, Cadenas Part Solutions. Let's talk real quick about getting specified. Are you a component manufacturer? Maybe you sell architectural products to parks or large facilities. Engineers and architects need models of your products to test fit in their designs. That's where Cadenas comes in. They help you create a dynamic, shareable CAD catalog you put on your website. Designers can preview the product from any angle and download it in the format they prefer. They get the data they need for their design and you get a fresh lead to add to your marketing pipeline. To get one of your products turned into an online 3D model for free, use the code EXECUTIVE at partsolutions.com slash executive. So we've talked a little bit about LinkedIn here and you're just, you're crushing it there and you've done it since you and I had, to, before we, we hit record here, we were, we were looking inside of some of your analytics on LinkedIn because I'm just so curious. Like I, I put a lot of time and energy into there and, and my, you know, I'm, my following is growing. I'm reaching a lot of the right people and it's been really impactful for my business already, but you are like moving at rocket speed in terms of gaining a following and, and, you know, your, your content getting visibility. I'm curious, like, how have you done this? How have you built such a large following and what's the impact been for you 
you know, since what you said, I think March or April or so, when you really, really started hitting LinkedIn hard? Yeah, I would say the biggest impact that has watched me grow or that has helped me grow is consistency with content. You know, it goes back to what I'm doing here. I, I'm not going to take any credit, credit for as being new. Another influence I watched a few years ago was Casey Nice. He was the guy that kind of introduced to YouTube the daily vlogging, where he literally made a video every single day for, I think, over 400 days. And during that time, I think he grew, I don't even know, probably four or five million subscribers, you know, so just absolutely astronomical numbers. But what he did is he created consistency within his media and what he was posting, but also with other people. Like I've had people message me on LinkedIn saying, hey, you haven't made a video yet today. You know, you haven't posted yet today just because people... I think are always looking forward to that next video that is engaging and, you know, is talking about manufacturing, just sharing, sharing what's cool in the industry and being able to have that consistency is growing. And I think another the big thing that has allowed to, you know, see the numbers that we were have, you know, just, you know, 1.5 million views of my content and just, you know, a little over six months has to do with, you know, keeping focused on, what I want to share. And there's a lot of content that I've looked at saying, oh, this would be really good. But at the end of the day, I have a checklist of, does this fit the narrative that I want to push that involves manufacturing, science, engineering? And if it doesn't fit that, then I don't think it's one of those things that's worth posting because, you know, I want to create a core group of you know, connections and followers here on LinkedIn that are also passionate about what I want to do. And I feel like if all of a sudden your, your network of people becomes so diluted, the whole purpose of me pushing manufacturing in this industry kind of gets lost. Yeah, I, I'm in total agreement with you there. I think there's a lot of, in marketing, there's people who are, are maybe unfocused. There's just a lot of sort of vanity metrics out there, like just getting, you know, getting traffic, getting views. And it's just not that meaningful unless it's going to be the traffic and views and likes and shares and things from the right people, from the right companies. And we're all trying to reach somebody, the right type of company, the right type of person or buying process influencer inside of that company. And the more focused your content is, the more you're going to be able to do that successfully. You know? Absolutely. You know, it just kind of goes back to the, you know, I'm an engineer, I'm a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I go on and I looked at well, who are other people on LinkedIn and I'll click on their profile and there's some people who have, you know, I have 9,000, almost 10,000 followers right now on LinkedIn. And then I'll go and I'll view someone who has 80,000 followers. Mm-hmm. But when they make a post on a video or something, they might get 10 or 20 likes, you know, they might get 100, 200 views. Well, how is it a person who has 50,000 more followers than I do, you know, maybe pulling 100, 500 views and comments and shares where I'm pulling in 25,000 a video right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with, and that's the thing, 25,000 when my follower network's not even 10 yet, it just shows that's because I'm attracting a very specific audience that, you know, people reciprocate and share off of where if I get, you know, 50 to a hundred shares on one of my videos, that means the people I am connected with, I know I'm doing something right because they find 
my post inform- informative enough to take their time out of their day to share it, make a comment and post on their own feed. And that makes me happy. I, I love it when people share my content because it says, you know what, that person found what I shared informative enough for them to take time out of their day to share it elsewhere. And I think that just shows the growth that I've had on LinkedIn is because I'm hitting those key points, you know, versus someone out there, like I said, who has 50,000 more followers than I do, but just isn't creating content or sharing content that is engaging to the people that he's connected with. Yeah. And I think another good point that comes out of what you just said is, you know, when, when you have, when you start to build a following and you start sharing things that are relevant to a specific audience, and then you, you start to observe which, which of these things I'm sharing are, are people really responding to? Which ones are, are people liking and commenting on? A lot of times it's the comments. It's the, the, the conversations that happen underneath that post that show you, okay, this I, I, I just posted something that struck a chord and now this influences the things you do going forward, right? Like it might tell you, I need to do more content on this topic. 100%. And that just kind of goes into my, you know, the Excel sheet that we were looking at where I'm yeah. tracking every single video. And, you know, I'm not... I'm not necessarily curating my content to whatever gets the most likes because there might be some content that I think people need to understand or view more. And even though it might not be the most engaging now, I think people need to understand that. So I'll keep pushing it. But at the same time, if I make a post and it might only get, and this is going to sound you know different where it might only get 6,000 views you know, for me, 6,000s on the lower end. Only 6,000, yeah, oh, poor you. Only 6,000 views. <laughs> I might, I'll go back and say, why is that? Is that because it's the time of day that I posted it? Is it because a previous video I posted the other day is still trending in LinkedIn's algorithm, you know, which we briefly talked about. And I don't, this is just the data I looked at where if you have a post that's trending, let's say you're getting over 50,000 views and 24 hours. I, I feel like LinkedIn sometimes limits or throttles your next few views because that's going through people's pages. So, you know, by tracking that, you understand, okay, did people not enjoy this content? Is it because this content wasn't refreshing to the market? Or was it because, you know, one of the videos I posted before might still be in people's news feeds and I might want to try and repost this, you know, in two or three weeks? Yep. Well, let's, let's switch gears here for a second and talk about personal branding because this is something that you very clearly get and, and I think are doing as well as anybody I've seen in the manufacturing space, which is, is really uh, you know, awesome and a testament to you because it's, you know, it's a, personal branding is a hard thing to do. But what, and I guess I should, let me give a little context too for, for people who haven't seen Jake out there. His, you know, everywhere you see his on LinkedIn or elsewhere, you, as opposed to a photo of himself, he's got this manufacturing millennial illustration, sort of a cartoon of himself with his Chicago Cubs hat on. By the way, I, I, I being a guy who grew up in Wisconsin, I was going to come with my, my Green Bay Packers hat on today to try to offset it and figured he'd swap it out for a Bears hat. But that's, that's another story. <laughs> but, <laughs> Go Cubs. But any, anyway, the, and, and personal branding isn't just about the, you know, the way you look or the, the, you know, the image. I mean, it's what it's really about is what you stand for mm-hmm. and can you build a brand around that? And I think you've done just an amazing job. Like you call yourself the manufacturing millennial. There's a visual associated with that. There's a certain thing, message people expect from the type of content you create and it all works together really well. And so I think there's a lot that leaders of manufacturing 
organizations as well as you know the millennials out there and people who are you know on the front lines and things can can learn from it but i think you know a lot of the audience of this show is primarily you know ceos and presidents and vps of sales and people who you know if they don't, they probably should have a more visible face and voice out there in the, in the public space. And from a, a lot of them I talk to, they want to, but they're not sure how to do it. So like what, t- talk a little about this idea of personal branding and what are things you think people can do that, that will you know, help them both at a personal level, but also on behalf of, of their organization? Yeah, so there's a couple of great points in there, and let's let's kind of take one at a time. So in term in terms of personal branding for me, it's one of those things where I wanted to set myself apart. Where I feel like within LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a phenomenal platform that allows professionals to connect and network on LinkedIn. And for the longest time, I feel like there's so many people out there who need this you know, gray background, turn to the side, wearing a suit and tie, professional head, you know, professional headshot. And I feel like the industry's changing where there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like there's a lot of people where, depending on the position that you're in, that photo might be necessary. But at the same time, are you being authentic? And I, I think it goes back to that whole thing. I, the word I've been saying this whole entire time is authenticity. Are they being authentic with you? Because at the end of the day, do people work with companies or do they work with people? And I think the way we need to look at stuff is more and more with the world becoming smaller within social media and influencing becoming such a big thing that's impacting our lives. How do we get business and opportunity? How do we grow brands or companies? I think a lot of that has to do with down to the individual person, not necessarily the company as a whole. And you see more and more companies doing this now, even on, you know, the mass of Fortune 500 companies who go out and push their company into commercial. How many of them are actually selling their product versus selling an idea or something completely related to the current lifestyle or things happening in the world? And all they do at the end of it is just throw their company logo up there. And I think this goes back to personal branding as well, where, yeah, I'm, I'm a business developer now for, for Fianzelstra. I've been here a couple months now. But if I just go out there and say, hey, let me, let me help solve all of your automation needs and your PLC migration and pound industry 4.0 down your throat, people are just going to see me as a sales guy who is trying to sell them a solution, who just simply wants their business and to move on. And for most people, that's not the case. I, I truly don't believe, and I think salespeople get this bad stereotype of they just want your money and then they're going to run and gun. That's not the case. But building a personal brand says, you know what? There's a person behind the one that's trying to do business with you. Get to know me and what I'm passionate about. And then if my passion within my personal life or my professional life match what you want, let's talk then. And I think more companies need to do that as well not just shove product down your throat, but get to know their clients and customers. And such a great point. And, and that goes with, you know, uh, you know, with the manufacturing executive, I think more companies out there when they meet with, with, with the CEOs and stuff, when they meet with their marketing teams, they need to evaluate how are companies being authentic to their clientele Mm -hmm. and how can you use and I'm going to make a, a, a punch here for millennials. How can you use millennials who are tech savvy? You know, Joe, you and I, we grow up in, you know, the 
the industry of our phones and tablets and listening to podcasts. How can you as a company take this younger generation of people who, if, you're, if your current clientele is not millennials, wait 10 years or 15 years, and they probably will be. So, you know, how are you looking to use, you know, your current young millennials in your company to push your brand and to create authentic ways to engage with future clients? Yeah, I love that. You know, on this topic of you know, millennials and, and the young people in the workforce, you know, what, what device can you offer them? You know, young people entering the workforce in the manufacturing world, and in particular about how to differentiate themselves, because that's something you have, have been able to do. Like, what can you tell young people? Yeah, so there's there's a couple things, and I don't want to, I was listening to your previous podcast and some of your highlights with Doug, who you had on. I don't know how long ago you had him on, but I know there was some posts you recently did with him talking about skill trades. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I want to talk about right now in manufacturing. And I, you know, as someone who went to college and got engineering degrees, I want to say this, you do not need to go to college to get an engineering degree, to be in manufacturing, to be successful, to be able to get a job that provides for your future family. If there's anything else, skill trades is extremely important right now, more than ever. People and companies need skilled trades. So if you're looking at what your future entails, you do not need to have a, a four-year degree to be in you know, the manufacturing industry. And I'm talking about manufacturing specifically with what I push. But if skilled trades is something that you think you're passionate about or you really enjoy working with your hands, that's something that I, I, I constantly would say look at as an opportunity rather than going to college to get a degree. As far as pushing or differentiating yourself, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, in a sense, personal branding and engagement. You know, what do you enjoy to do? What are you passionate about? And being able to share those passions with others, I think, is going to create an opportunity for you to connect and engage with others. And even if it's just on people creating content on LinkedIn once a week, just something about they're doing and they're passionate about, you know, I don't need you to see that you're flipping pancakes in a kitchen. But, you know, if you're doing something out there that ties in with your field or you're doing volunteer work, I think stuff like that is what really can separate someone that gets traction and will get noticed. Yeah, I think something there's something about publicly documenting what what your passions are and what your interests are that and then that there's so many opportunities to do that these days. Just show the things you're interested in. You know, in, in my world as a as a guy in the marketing industry, you know, the the people who I've been most attracted to to in terms of hires have been, you know, designers who have like had passion projects that they've done on the side and they're showing online for example or, you know, writers or journalists who've who got a portfolio of work that has not just come from their jobs, but of, you know, just their, their interests because they're, they're, they're passionate about doing this stuff. They're doing it on the side. So I think you can, regardless of what industry you're in, you've got to show that, you know, like you're in this and, and you, you know, it's interesting to you. And, and they're, like you said, there's a real person behind this. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the authenticity that the person has. Yeah. That's the word there. You got it. Well, Jake, this has been awesome. I mean, just a super interesting conversation today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely, Joe. It's, it's great to be here. And I'm looking forward to hopefully some future podcasts with some more discussions. 
Yeah, and and uh, I'm showing up with uh, a Packers jersey next time. Who, by the way, are four four and zero at the moment. We're speaking, so I'm just making sure you you realize that. So. As of as of October eighth, <laughs> they are undefeated, but. We got, we got a few left, few games left in the season. Yeah, a few, few to go, few to go. Can you tell listeners how and where to find you online, which is becoming less and less difficult to do for you, but point, point them in the right direction. Where can they learn more about you, what you're doing? Yeah, um, absolutely. The best spot to reach me is going to be on LinkedIn. And there's a few things you can do. One is just search Jacob Hall on LinkedIn or, you know, the manufacturing millennial is the, the ring goes. Just search either of those keywords you know, hit me up a message. Let me know that you heard, you know, this podcast with Joe. I know Joe will love to know that as well with these connections, but yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. Tell me your story and share with me, you know, something about you that I think we could have a conversation on. That's great. And and if you've got interesting videos of your machinery in operation, right? Like the, you, you know, Absolutely. the guy to show it to, he's going to get, get you out there potentially. Absolutely. So, or, you yeah. know, if, if you're in a manufacturing company and you want to have your machine process highlighted, you know, let me know. I'd love to come out there and film it and, you know, do a story with them and understanding how they're doing their manufacturing processes and what they're doing. That's, that's really cool in industry 4.0. I think you've just given a leg up to anybody who is a listener of the show right now with that little, that little nugget and offer. So absolutely take Jake up on it. Okay. Well, I'd like to say thank you once again to our sponsor, Cadenas Part Solutions for helping make this episode a reality. And Jake, thanks a ton once again for coming on the show. Thanks, Joe. You have a great day. Awesome. As for the rest of you, I hope to catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to The Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com slash learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.